Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and my friend, I've been waiting for you. And today, we're going to return to Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to begin studying the fruit of the Spirit. We have spent six programs discussing the works of the flesh, but finally today, we're going to begin discussing the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm offering you an entire series, which is called The Works of the Flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit, you choose death-permeated works or supernatural life-giving fruit. It's 10 parts. It is just jam-packed with teaching and insight and revelation. You will devour it, and it comes with a study guide, and this study guide is huge. It is just loaded with insights. Everything in these programs is also in the study guide so that you can read it while you hear it or while you see it. Please order yours today by going online or just give us a call right now. And we're offering you right now my daily devotional called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 1. Look at the size of that book. I'll give you a testimony. I wrote this book in 60 days. I don't even know how I did that. It takes 365 days to read it, but I wrote this book in 60 days. It was like the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon me. And my friends, this is truly a remarkable book. And every page of this book is filled with more than 1,000 Greek word studies from the New Testament. You don't have to read the whole book in one setting. You just read a little bit every day because it is a daily devotional. And at the end of every one of the daily devotionals, there are questions for you to consider. There's a prayer for you to pray, a confession for you to confess. And if you already have volume one, then order volume two. So many people had read volume one that they were asking for more. So I went back to the New Testament and wrote the second volume. It doesn't matter which one you begin with, whether one or number two, they're just daily devotionals and they will really encourage you in your study of the New Testament. So order yours today. And remember that right now we're offering you at a very radical discount, our brand new autobiography, which is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. There's a picture of me and Denise seated on Red Square. Who would have ever imagined it? Oh, but I'm so thankful for the call of God that came to us. God does unlikely things for anybody who's willing to say yes. Denise and I were just willing to say yes. And the back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. And we're offering it at a radical discount at our ministry website store. So give us a call or go to the store right now to order yours. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry. And thank you so much for that if you're already a partner. Right from where you are, you're changing someone else's life. We all need to be thinking about what we can do for someone else. And when you become a partner, you're reaching beyond your own life, beyond your own world to touch someone else who's crying out, 
for somebody to bring them teaching they can trust. And the moment you become a partner by going online or by giving us a call, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners. And we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And please remember that if you need prayer, we're waiting for the phone to ring right now. Give us a call or send us your email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith for God to respond and God to do something mighty in your life and in your situation. We'll stand in faith with you. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome back to the program. Reach for your Bible. And today we're going to return to our anchor verse, which is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. We always use the Bible in this program. But in Galatians 5, verse 16, the Apostle Paul declares, This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Those words, this I say then, are really profound in the Greek language. In Greek, it says lego day. The word lego means I say. It's very strong. It's very emphatic all by itself. But then Paul adds the word day, and the word day describes something that is categorical, something that is emphatic, something that is absolute. So you could translate it, hear me, hear what I'm saying. I tell you emphatically. I tell you with absolute certainty. I tell you categorically that if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that word walk doesn't mean to hit and miss it from time to time. It means to regularly walk in the Spirit, which means we can regularly walk in the Spirit. It's the Greek word peripatao. The word peri describes something that is encircling or general vicinity. The word patao means to walk. And when you compound these two words together, it depicts one who habitually walks in one vicinity. It has become his realm of existence, and therefore sometimes it is translated to live. You could even translate the verse, this I say categorically, this I say with absolute certainty, this I say emphatically, that if you habitually walk in the Spirit or live in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And the words shall not in Greek are the words u may. The word u is the emphatic form of the word no. The word may also means no. It's a double negative. It literally means you emphatically will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The word flesh, the Greek word sarkos, which describes the flesh, the carnal nature, base instincts, and it's very interesting that when you read what Paul adds in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, he states very clearly that in the flesh there is lust, there is desire, and there is a mind. The flesh has a mind of its own, and you have to learn to say no to the flesh, deny its operation, and say yes to the Spirit. And if you'll step up into the high road and walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, you will pull the plug on the flesh. Paul says you will in no wise fulfill the lust of 
the flesh. And the RIV of Galatians 5.16 is, make the path of the Spirit the place where you habitually live and walk. Become so comfortable on this spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm. Living your life in this spirit realm is the best way to guarantee that you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out and fulfill themselves. Then in Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21, he describes what the flesh produces. Listen to what he says. Now the works of the flesh, and we saw that this word works, the Greek word erga, describes hard labor, hard work. Oh, it's so hard what the flesh produces. And he says this hard labor that the flesh produces in our lives are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. And I've spent six programs covering all these words so we really understand what the works of the flesh are. But today we're going to come to Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23 where Paul continues to say, but, but, Here's an alternative. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. And I want to tell you a story. Many years ago, Denise and I went to see some friends in southern Ukraine in a little Moldovian village. It was a very primitive place, but wonderful, wonderful people who lived there. It was like stepping into National Geographic. The sheep were walking on the streets and goats were walking on the road and the roads had no pavement. They were just rutted and muddy. But when we walked to our friend's house, we came into their driveway and it was covered with a veranda. And the veranda was covered with the most beautiful, beautiful green vines that were laden with grapes. That's why I brought these grapes to the program today, because it reminds me of that day when Denise and I went to that village. I had never seen such a mixture of grapes in my life. Yellow grapes, purple grapes, green grapes, blue grapes, and I had never seen grapes so big. I didn't even know grapes could be that big. We sat down and we had dinner, and after dinner, they said it was time for dessert. But rather than bring us cake or pastries or ice cream, they brought a big bowl of grapes just like this. And I remember thinking, I've never had grapes for dessert. But when we finally put them in our mouths and bit down, the juices literally flowed. That was the fruit, sweetest fruit I'd ever tasted in my life. In fact, I have to tell you, my taste buds can almost remember it right now as I'm describing it. And I wanted to come back for another taste of those grapes. I wanted to come back for another helping and another helping because it was so rich. It was so flavorful, so tasty, so luscious. That's what fruit is. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this is what the Holy Spirit wants to produce in your life. Fruit so wonderful that when people get a taste of your life, they'll want to come back for another helping. Listen to what Paul said in Galatians 5, verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. What a contrast to what the flesh produces. The flesh produces works. It implies hard work and hard labor. The flesh, it produces a life that is dominated by excess, imbalance, unhealthy extremes, laziness, self-abuse, hatred, strife, bitterness, irresponsibility, and neglect. In fact, the way of the flesh is the hardest route for any individual to take, yet the flesh cries out to be in charge. But a life dominated by the Spirit is filled with benefits and blessings. In fact, Paul describes it with the word fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit. That word fruit is the Greek word karpos. That word karpos describes the fruit of plants, the fruit of trees, the fruit of one's body, or it could describe the fruit children or your offspring, but it describes fruit. Regardless of whether it is a plant, an animal, a human, all fruit is produced by a seed. There has to be a seed in order for fruit to be born. If there's no seed, there will be no fruit. And whatever the seed is determines what kind of fruit is going to be produced. And we find this principle in Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, where the Bible says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree, yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in himself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in himself after his kind. The seed produces its own kind. And my friends, God's seed has been placed inside you and me. But let's talk about seed and let's talk about fruit just for a moment. Apples always produce apples. Why? Because apple seeds can only produce apples. Oranges produce oranges. Why? Because an orange seed can only produce an orange. And isn't it amazing that in the animal kingdom, dogs always produce dogs. Cats always produce cats. Humans in the human realm always produces humans because the seed determines the fruit. That's just the way that it is. So with this in mind, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, where the Bible says, being born again, that's talking about you and me, we're born again, not of corruptible seed, mm, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, which means the moment we receive Jesus as the Lord of our life by faith, God sowed his spirit and sowed his word into our hearts like seed. We received a God seed into our spirits. In fact, John says it like this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. It means cannot go on sinning. Why? For his seed, whose seed? God's seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. But in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, the word seed, listen carefully, it's the Greek word sperma. It's where you get the word for seed or 
a sperm. And it literally means the moment you said yes to the Lordship of Jesus and the Holy Spirit came into you, God's seed came in you, God's divine sperm came into you the moment you were born again. And in that seed is the DNA of God, the power of God, the character of God, the life of God, all of it came into you in the form of spiritual seed. And just like apples always produce apples and oranges always produce oranges and cats produce cats and dogs produce dogs and human beings produce human beings, you have received a God seed inside of you when God put his spirit and his word inside you and therefore you should expect to produce God in your life. You have the DNA of God in you. You have the character and the power of God in you. And because God's seed is inside you, it is natural for you to produce God and godly fruit in your life. Wow. Let me ask you, does a vine dresser worry that he might go out into the field and find oranges? No. Or does one who has an apple orchard worry that he might run out into the field and find watermelons hanging from his tree? No. Why? Because the seed always produces after its own kind. And this principle holds true in the spiritual realm as well. And if God has sown his spirit like seed into you, and he has, then you have every right to expect divine fruit to be produced in your life. And the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces is wonderful. It is godly fruit that overflows with blessings and life. And once we partake of the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, once we partake of that wonderful fruit and once others partake of it in our lives, they're going to come back for another helping and another helping and another helping because they will find the fruit of your life to be so pleasant and so rich. You'll be like a luscious bowl of grapes that leaves a good taste in people's lives. Wow. But we have to make the choice to walk in the spirit and produce this fruit. And my friend, it really is a choice. We can choose to be dominated by the flesh or we can choose to step up onto the high road and walk in the spirit. And this brings us back to Galatians chapter five, verse 16, where Paul says, this I say then. And as I told you, the Greek says Lego day. Lego means I say the word day describes something that is spoken with absolute certainty, something that is emphatic or categorical. So you could already translate the verse. Hear me, hear me now. I'm telling you with absolute certainty. I'm telling you emphatically and categorically, if you walk in the spirit. And again, this word walk doesn't mean hit and miss it from time to time. It's the Greek word peri, patao. Perry describes the realm where you live and function, the sphere of your existence. The word walk, the Greek word pateo from the word pathos. The word pathos describes the path. The word pateo means to walk on that path. When you compound it together with the word peri, it forms the word walk, peri, pateo, one who walks around in one general vicinity. It is the path of his life, the only path that he knows. In fact, he lives in this realm. This means you can live in 
the Spirit, not just one time a week or every once in a while or hit and miss it. You can literally live there. Paul says, if you live in the Spirit, you shall not, and the Greek says you emphatically will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And that word lust, the Greek word epithumia, uh, it's a compound of two words. The word epi, which is an intensifier, it means over. It pictures someone that's doubled over and hankering after something. The word thumia describes passions. When you compound the two words together, the word lust describes a desire, a craving, or the carnal longings of the flesh, one that is bent over, hankering, yearning for something, craving something. And here the Apostle Paul tells us the flesh has desire. It has cravings. And if you yield to it, you'll end up pursuing those things instead of the higher realm. And that's why he says emphatically, categorically, with absolute certainty, you have to make the choice to walk in the Spirit. And when you make that choice, you shall not in no wise fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Oh, that is so powerful. Now, I have to ask you, what do you want? You have to make a choice. You have to choose wisely. Do you want to walk in the cruel, hard, bitter works of the flesh? Or would you prefer to mortify the deeds of the flesh and allow the Holy Spirit to produce his wonderful, luscious, delicious fruit in your life that makes you so pleasurable, people will want to keep coming back to you for another helping. I know that's what you want, but you have to choose wisely. But Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says fully, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, and revelings, and such like. You can choose that, or you can choose verses 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. My friends, choose the high road, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You will begin to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. And tomorrow, we're going to begin describing the specific fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you. I'll be back in just a moment. A life dominated by the flesh is a hard life. It is filled with excess, imbalance, extremity, laziness, self-abuse, hatred, strife, bitterness, irresponsibility, and neglect. The way of the flesh is the hardest route to take. But a life dominated by the Holy Spirit is filled with benefits and blessings. I'm talking about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Don't give way to the flesh and allow it to produce its ugly work in your life. In this series, The Work of the Flesh versus the Fruit of the Spirit, Rick Renner will show you how to identify the works of the flesh, how to stop yielding to the flesh, how to start yielding to the Spirit, how to walk in the Spirit nonstop, how walking in the 
spirit can become your realm of existence. This powerful 10-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate and uncompromising life with God in an easy-to-read devotional format. Each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies. Order Sparkling Gems Volume 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems Volume 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer. The series, The Work of the Flesh versus The Fruit of the Spirit and the books Sparkling Gems 1 and Sparkling Gems 2. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick and Denise Renner with our hard hats. Have to wear them. Because we're standing on our new land in Moscow where we're building the new TV studio. We built a big fence around this property and had to dig the ground out and then fill it with new soil. They've been leveling it. They've been putting in pipes and a French drain around the whole property. And very soon they're going to begin pouring the foundation for the new studio. And from this place, we're gonna film programs that are going to go into people's homes all over the world. They're crying out and they're saying, God, please send us teaching we can trust. And right from this place, can you imagine, Denise, in Russia, we're gonna be broadcasting the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. It is so exciting. Thank you so much for being a part of the giving team to make all of this happen. And at the same time, they're also getting ready to move into the new building in Tulsa. They're getting it all ready. Wow, it is so amazing what is happening simultaneously on both sides of the world. But friends, it's not about buildings. It's about people. We're doing our part to take the teaching of the Bible into people's homes all over the world. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 10, 21, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job. Our team is willing to do the work, but partners put financial fuel into the tank that enable us to do this amazing job. And thank you so much for being a partner. And if you're not yet a part of the giving team to make all of this happen, would you please pray about becoming part of the team to help us do this? We can do it. And together, we're really going to get it done. Oh, it's just so exciting to stand here on this ground, which was dedicated to the Lord. We laid hands on it, we consecrated it, we sanctified it, and now the building is going to begin to go up. And at the same time, we're moving into our new building in Tulsa and renovating it. It's amazing what can happen if everyone works together. And Denise, we could never do this by ourselves. But God has given us the most amazing partners. And because of you, we're able to do this. And I want you to know that when you're a partner with our ministry, we really mean it when we call you a partner and we're praying for you. And again, if you're not a part of the giving team yet, please pray about joining our giving team to cause this miracle here and the miracle in Tulsa to come to pass. And together, we're going to feed people the Word of God all over the planet. Thank you so much for being a part of this project. 
We have literally flown through this information today, but tomorrow we're going to come back to see the specific fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in your life. He wants to make you so godly and so delicious that people will keep coming back to you for another helping. And I know that that is what you want as well. So order my whole series on the subject called The Works of the Flesh Versus the Fruit of the Spirit. You choose Death Permeated Works or supernatural life-giving fruit. I know you want to choose supernatural life-giving fruit, and that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. But order yours today by going online or giving us a call, and be sure to get the study guide that comes along with it. And remember that we're also offering you right now my daily devotional called Sparkling Gems from the Greek. Number one, the subtitle says 365 Greek word studies for every day of the year to sharpen your understanding of God's Word. And if you already have Volume 1, then order Volume 2. In both of these, there are 1,000 Greek word studies that will really sharpen your understanding of the Word of God and make you love the New Testament even more. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much that today we could really begin to focus on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to choose the high road we want to walk in the Spirit, pull the plug on the flesh, and let the Holy Spirit turn us into a delicious serving of food for people. Help us, Lord, to be so wonderful that we'll bring something godly and wonderful into other people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.